And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. You are watching Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. Welcome to Southwest Boxing Media Speaks. Kieran Yeo from Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. Um, please welcome my co-host on the podcast as every week, Mr. Tommy Langford. Tommy, how things this week, mate? You all good? All good, Kieran. All good. Yourself? Yes, all good. Thanks, mate. Um, Tom, can you can you hear me all good? Your end, mate, because this evening I'm I'm in the car. Um, quiet <laughs> area tonight. It's it's a bit mad in the house this evening. Loads going on, mate. So I have taken myself to the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you, mate. No problem. Ah, great stuff, mate. Great stuff. Well, first things first, Tom. We said we were going to um we're going to have a quick chat on it. What what did you make of of last weekend's boxing, mate? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, um, I just had a complete brain blank, mate. Um, what happened last weekend? <laughs> oh, right, mate. What it is is I've just got. I've just been. I've just had a bit of a telling off because I didn't make my missus a cup of tea. So, um, oh, mate, they're not happy. They look. So I've just completely lost my trail of thought. <laughs> so, so I'm in the car and you're in the doghouse, mate. You? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that feeling. Um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, loads of boxing last weekend for us to enjoy again. Um, I suppose the first one, just to quickly touch upon, was yes, uh, I've got it. David, Remember, David Avenician, <laughs> of course, defended yeah. his European title successfully against Josh yeah. Kelly. Um, what was your what was your thoughts on that win and that fight in in all, mate? Um, to be honest with you, I thought it was a really you know good solid performance by David Avenician. I mean, he did. He did. He did really what I expected him to do after our chat. You know, I, I'm, the more I went over it, you know, to and fro, and then I went over it again and again. He did exactly what kind of what I expected him to do, but in better fashion. Yeah. Um, whether whether I mean it, it does begs the you know the question has to be made about Josh Kelly is like he must understand now having been in with the level of Avenician and. He must. He's got to appreciate what it takes to excel, or even to just just to hang with that sort of that sort of level of fighter. You know, let's yeah. let's beat around the bush. He, he he got handed to really, you know. Yeah, I mean, definitely, mate. And 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 got got dealt with in considerable fashion. And you'd say David Avenician, like he very like. I'm not in one second now saying he's not a great fighter. He is, but there's 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 fighters, a handful of fighters in the division who are better than the Avenician, isn't there? And yeah, and you know when you're talking about you wanting people like you know the Josh Kellys of this world to step up and be, it's too soon for them, mate. Eleven fights in, it's too soon to be making mm. that jump, and then and 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 then you you know that he's found out now what it takes. To even to even stay in the game at that level and like get through the rounds and you know he didn't have it there at this stage. Will he have it there twelve months down the line? Will he have it there eighteen months down the line? I don't know. You've got to say that they're gonna have some. There's got to be some questions about whether he he can deal with it at, when when it's really put on him in that fashion. I mean, David performed. Uh, uh, we both thought that David would win. We both gave a bit of a prediction last week that we were. 
we were leaning towards a David Avenician win. Um, he, he performed, as you said, so superbly on the night. Um, is you know he put aggressive pressure on. I thought Kelly started quite well for the first three rounds. Um, he looked quite sharp, quite slick, which we were expecting. But then I think from the fourth round onwards, things started to change. And like I said, that relentless pressure from Avenician was too much. Um, the, yeah. From from Kelly's side of things, there's been a lot talked about since the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Conor Ben has mentioned it, and I've heard some pundits saying as well about the weight maybe being an issue for Kelly. Did did you see see it as that as well, or you know, do you think Kelly is going to struggle at this weight? How do you see that, Tom? Um, I I don't know. It, you know, he is he is he is big for the weight. You know, nobody knows how well he does the weight or how how fit he is at that weight. Apart from him himself, I mean, you know, the te- the telltale signs are there when you're blowing. He, I mean, he was breathing heavy, but then you got to say, look, Definition's relentless. I think more than anything, it's been able to deal with that level of pressure. He couldn't. Yeah. I don't feel like he had a mechanism or a way or a tool or. Something, to, a way to deal with it. Like we said, he started fast, he started sharp, which we, which everyone was expecting. And um, but the difference is, Avenician never got put off his track. You know, it, right. it's about maturity and about um, it, the experience. Avenician has been in fights where he's lost rounds um, and been down, and he's come, you know, not not down, but he's been he's been down on point. He's come back and won, and he's he's come climbed over that. That uh, that hurdle. He's been um, so when he's knocked off track in the first three rounds, or I mean, probably not even knocked off track. He kind of probably expected it to go that way. But when you're losing the first three rounds, he didn't panic. Nothing, no panic, no worry sets in. He's still nice and calm. He still knows he's following the plan that they'd laid out in front that they'd laid out for the fight. And so then when he and on the comparison, Josh Kelly. He gets off to a streaking start, flying. He's thinking, you know, like he has done in all of his other fights, all of his other, most of his other fights, apart from the draw, he's been completely dominant, completely, yeah. and and having everything in his own control. When somebody comes back at you and it's not all in your control, it's how you deal with that. And I don't know that he mm. has to deal with that. I think it get, it's like I said, it's like that panic sets in. Of oh my god, this person's not going away. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, after, after three rounds, and then Avenician come out and had a good fourth round, and then it just kind of he kind of flipped him. You know, it was like, yeah. you know, I know he got the cuts and stuff, but it it you've got to learn if you're going to compete with the best. You know, and I'm not saying that I I could do it or I'm the best one to do it or whatever, but or I even did it. But you've got to learn how to deal with fighters of that caliber. Coming yeah. at you and 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 understand that you're not going to win every round and it's going to be all right. You know you'll come out the other side of it. And I think he lost like the fourth and the fifth, and then he just it he just it went from him. The fight went from him completely. And and mm. and and then all of a sudden you start to feel like oh I'm blowing. Oh this geezer won't go away. I can't deal with it. And so I'm not saying you get. I'm not saying you give up because you never give up, but. I'm saying that you don't, in your head, you're thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, rather than, you know, oh, I've been there before. I'll deal with this. I'll get through this. I mean, I still think that the weight is is something he needs to assess. You know, if that's what everybody's saying, 
I mean, there's been no whispers of it on the, but he is very, very big for the weight. You know, it's yeah. He looked mad. He looked huge at the weight, and didn't he? He does look huge. He does look huge at the weight. I'm not saying that he's not big for the weight, so maybe that is something. But I don't think, I don't think that's everything. I think there's other things. Other things. He's got to go through a fight a level below that first. He, you know, he's got yeah. to come back, build himself up, and he's got to fight somebody now. Not an Avenician. He can't go back in with an Avenician sort of fight straight away. But he's got to fight somebody a bit below that level. Mm. Uh, who, but who's going to be take rounds off him? He's got to fight someone who's going to take rounds off him, but he's going to come through, and then we'll see if he can do it because we'll, we'll, then he'll understand what he has to do to get through fights when he loses rounds and, and still win them. You know, and I, I mean, I suppose a good thing from from Josh's point of view. I mean, obviously, no one wants to lose, but can sometimes the the tough lessons be the best lessons? And what I mean by that is, he's young enough, he's talented enough to come again. Of course, he is, and. Maybe could this be, you know, something that, that can be the making of him in the future? You know what I mean? This tough lesson, this first loss. There's a lot he can take from it and learn to make him a better fighter, if you know what I'm saying, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely can, can be um, something for him to build on and improve him as a fighter. And make he could turn into a phenomenal fighter from this point. But it's how you take the loss. It's how yeah. you how you understand the loss and, and you and your trainer go away and assess it. And now, you know, it, you've got to take it. There's too many fighters out there who blame other things. You've got to take it, take it on the chin and blame yourself. You know, yeah. what did you do wrong? What could you do better? What couldn't you handle as a person or what couldn't you do? And then if you go away and you work on those things, you're working on personal things that can be changed. Whereas if you go out and say, ah, oh, it was the weight or, Oh, it was the environment, or uh, a lot of things that people say. Then, or oh, he was just too, you know he was too strong. It's taking it's taking the loss out of your hands then and putting it onto something else. And so you mm. can't control those factors. So what happens if you meet another David Evanesian? What happens if you're struggling at the weight again? Do you know what I mean? So if he can go away and own the loss, then he can work on it and he can become a much much better fighter. But I, the whole team needs to look at look because they were they were adamant they wanted that fight. The, you know, Adam Booz, the whole team behind him, they were adamant they wanted it. I, I feel like he needs to go away and really assess himself as a fighter, where it went wrong, where it went wrong as in the training camps, what, you know, whatever it might have been. Do they need to get some tougher sparring? Do they need to go and spar Avenician? You know, does he yeah. need to go and spar him? You know, I'm sure they'd be, I'm sure they'd be more than willing to do that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? But, you, you, you gotta, you gotta have those experiences in the gym to be able to deal with them in the ring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, mate. I agree. And obviously, from David's point of view, now, um, I mean, it was no secret before the fight. Carl had said it. Neil Marsh had said it. David's manager. They are looking now to move on and and try and become a two-time world champion. Um, also, the rest of the card as well. Todd, just to quickly touch upon it. Wins for Florian Marco on there. Jordan Gill, um, Big Johnny Fisher, and his debut first-round knockout as well. Very impressive, um, but a, a tough night for for someone who you said you you do know personally as well, um, Robbie Davis Jr. But he can come again, though, Tom, can't he? Yeah, you know, he, he, yeah, definitely. Of course, he can. Listen, it's another. He was into. He was in inter- entertaining fight again, wasn't he? You know, he was entertaining yeah. fight. So, and it was a good fight of a high level. I mean, it's another another Mexican banana skins come over and done us, isn't he? But you know, you, yeah, we were we were afraid to see him mate, on the podcast yeah. the week before when we but yeah. it was, yeah. But you know he's. I I I actually felt watching the fight. I thought you know, I'm not. 
It was a very close fight, man. Um, I thought when he switched to Southport, actually, I, I felt like he was dealing with him well at Southport and he was staying away from that right hand. Mm. Um, you know, because there was a lot of talk about Orthodox and Southport afterwards. And I think the Southport suited the situation. I thought he was winning the rounds and, and the, the Mexican didn't know kind of how to deal with him. But, you know, the, when, when you get dropped in a fight, um, it's, you, you've always got, it's that gap. You've got it. You've got to make back. Do you know what I mean? So, but he can absolutely come again, um, you know, and like, like I said, he's in entertaining fights. Um, it was a good fight to watch. So I'm sure he'll be in lots more, <laughs> many more in the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. And we look forward to seeing him back in there. Uh, just, quickly of, touching, just, just before we sorry. move on, Tom, sorry, mate. I don't know if you're going to say this on me. Just before we move on from that show, I just want to say, what did you think of the, uh, Marco? And uh, uh, what, do you know do you think, what do you think of the Marco Ben fight, mate? Yeah, well, you know, obviously Florian's calling it. Connor doesn't seem to want it. Um, no. I mean, obviously, um, Connor's lined up to have a fight anyway. He's got a tough fight coming up himself. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, personally, I'd like to see a Mark who mixing it with, like, um, the winner of the, the Congo McKinson fight first. I would like to see yeah. that personally. I think that's another a real good sort of matchup that could be made for Mark who maybe before Connor Ben. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's your, what's your thoughts, Tom. I, I get a feeling you'd like to see that fight, mate. Oh, I love that fight. Oh, I think that's great. That fight. I think like he uh, he makes me laugh. That marker. <laughs> he loves he... it, doesn't he? Like, I mean, Sam, Sam Jones put out on his social media. He said literally, he walked back in the change room and he was like, "Right, when we fight next? When do we fight next?" Like, the the yeah, guy yeah. just loves it, doesn't he? And uh, do you know, like, and there was a lot to say about him. Talk, he talks his way through the fights, but like, if you can do it and and I mean, I know he got dropped, but if you can, if you can do it, like, and talk your way through it, and take the mick, and it works for you, I like it. I yeah. think fair enough. Like, I can never do it. I can never talk to people in fights. I couldn't ever. But if you can just chat to people and take the mick out of them when you're fighting, and it does a lot. It it, it works for you. I think yeah. it's brilliant. I'd love to see him fight Conor Ben. I think that would be a brilliant fight. I think. Oh, mate, I definitely tune into it because it's got he, it's got the makings of a tear up as well, lad. That's, he's yeah, an absolute banana skin, though, isn't he? To Ben, do you know what I mean? What a banana! Yeah. Like, you know, that's why Ben wouldn't want it. He'd be thinking, "No, I don't want that. That, that doesn't. What does that do for me?" Yeah, no, I, I see that, mate. I, I think it's a one potentially for a bit further down the line, but like you said, yeah. I, I think it's um a bit too much risk, no reward for Conor Ben at this point yeah, in time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Tom? So maybe it's one more for the future, you know, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just before we move on, so I just got, I just want to give a big shout out to um, obviously Gavin Gwynn, good, good friend of ours. We mentioned it, talked about it on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Week. Your man, what? Um, uh, well, man, Gavin, delighted for him, mate. He's Gavin's such a lovely guy. He's he's a proper proper family man. He's hard working. Um, you know, and he he's had his opportunities before, and he he's just fallen short. And this time round, he, he's, he's brought that Commonwealth title back to Wales. So I, I'm absolutely delighted for Gavin and his family. So just a big shout out to Gavin just before we do move on, mate. Yeah, man. Um, fair to me. He, he, he took it to him, man. Give it him. Fair play. He did. He did. He, he showed, you know, the engine was, was superb and it, it just his work rate. It was, he was, he got his spot on. So yeah, absolutely delighted for Gavin. So uh big shout out to him there. Tom, just before we come on to this weekend's uh, boxing to look forward to again, another action park weekend. Stateside as well. 
we saw Oscar Valdez. Um, I think it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. He was the underdog in that fight. Um, yeah. And have you seen the knockout, mate? What a finish. Oh, mate. How many times did you see a featherweight put another featherweight to sleep? <laughs> And it, and it was, wasn't it? It was, it yeah, was literally it was bang, bang, sleeping. I you, but I think the way he performed in that whole fight set that up. Like he started off the fight. Like I put a tweet out when I after I watched it next day, and you know it, the the little intricate movements he does with his feet and just adjusting controls the rounds early on. It's just he made it completely in his control. And, yeah, and and he won the early rounds, and then when. Belchet, um, have I got his name right? Belchet, Belchet, Belchet. When Belchet had his, you know, he had his stage where he was coming on strong, front footing. You know, he outboxed him, man. Like, you know, he might have dropped around, but or or two, but he he adjusted it. He de- he dealt with the pr- see that that's what they want to watch. Talk about Josh Kelly's. That's the sort of thing they want to watch. They yeah. want to watch how Valdez just completely. Even when he was, when Burchell was coming on strong, just controlled those rounds so calm, so collected under pressure, and just like picked off real effective shots on the back foot. And then obviously, ultimately, that knockout punch was phenomenal. But like, uh, it, it just the control and the calmness of him throughout the whole fight, it was a superb performance, I thought. I thought it was really, you know, deserving of that win. Yeah, he's uh, he looked so, so impressive, as you said. And- you know, full credit to, like you said, it was more than just that magnificent knockout. It was the whole performance was was complete and was superb. But that knockout, I, quite possibly knockout of the year, and we're we're only in February. Absolutely <laughs> superb it was. Fair play. Um, yeah. you, your man as well, Adrian Broner, a man I know you love. He did, <laughs> he did win on the weekend, unanimous decision on points. Um, I got to yeah. be honest though, mate. I, I think it's fair to say he was. He didn't really impress, if I'm honest with you. Um, he won the unanimous decision against Giovanni Santiago, but I think he failed to impress, if I'm honest with you, mate. Yeah, no, mate. If I'm being perfectly honest, I didn't watch the Broner fight. <laughs> oh, I was surprised you were saying that. I thought, I thought you'd been there with, uh, with the creative BR2 yeah, no, for that one, mate. I can't, uh, I can't really deal with him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tom, let's get um, let's get our teeth stuck into this weekend. It's uh, it's another fantastic yeah. weekend to look forward to. Lots to talk about. I think we've yeah. got to start with probably the face of boxing. Definitely pound for pound number one, a modern day great. Um, Canelo Alvarez is back this weekend. He's yeah. fighting in Miami against his well, he's his mandatory Avni Yildirim. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Yildirim, yeah, Yildirim. Yildirim, yeah. that's right, mate. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on that fight? Is is it a case of in this fight? Is it purely going to be just how long it lasts rather than giving prediction on it? Right. I just want to say something now before I start talking about Canelo Alvarez and how great he is and everything because he is unbelievable and he is at you know. He's a drugs cheat, and I just want to say it straight out there. He, in my opinion, he's a drugs cheat, and I, that, yeah. I, I can't get off that fact. But talk about the boxing side of things. I mean, this is a one side as one side as it could get in it. Like it, I think he's just gonna he he's just gonna demolish you, Jim. I can't see it. I can't see in what world that it goes past like four rounds. It doesn't go. It doesn't go past four for me, mate. I. 
I don't think there's any other way we can't make any argument for anything different. I, I have no disrespect, but you'll dream. He, he only lasted three rounds with Chris Eubank Jr. And that was a few years ago. Yeah, I and mean, dog, I'm not being funny. Canelo punches harder than Eubank Jr. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I, and the, I whole, know pa- the whole package is better as well, isn't it? You know, the, everything. the, the everything. head movement, every single thing, every box you're going to tick off about Canelo Alvarez, the whole package is better. And he's in for a very, <laughs> the toughest night of his life. And I think it's quite a dangerous night as well, if I'm honest with you, mate. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hope he's getting paid a hell of a lot of money for it. Like, that's the thing. That's <laughs> to be getting there, you, you know. Canelo is a big puncher. He's, he, I mean, you never say never, but I just, I can't see in what world Yildrim thinks that his style, what what his style brings to beat Canelo. What whatever, what does he even have in his locker that can even touch Canelo? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm being probably quite harsh on another, you know, competitor and whatever. But I, he's got to be getting, he's got to be getting a good whack for this. To, to even yeah, you, to just say, do you know what? <laughs> I, I'll bypass the mandatory status. So I wait till somebody else has the belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you certainly hope he is paying really well, you know, being paid really well for this. Is it, I got to put the question, I've seen it going around social media, there's been polls, discussions on it. If it's not going to happen, let's not kid ourselves, it's not going to happen. But if the unthinkable happened, and some sort of miracle happened, it, would it be the biggest upset in boxing history for you if if Canelo was to be shocked on Saturday night? I think I think there's a there's a possibility of that, mate. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably the big would be the, on that sort of stage that would be the biggest upset. I well, most certainly the biggest upset I've I've seen. The ranks, <laughs> ranks right up there, mate, doesn't it? With, yeah. with the Douglas over Tyson, the the Joshua, yeah. over, uh, Ruiz over Joshua, you know. When you're talking about them, like. Douglas Douglas Tyson. The thing about Douglas was he was he was was he the mandatory at the time? So yeah, yeah, I believe he was. Yeah, but you're talking about a different era where there was a lot of good, you know, a lot of heavyweights up there. But yeah, Yildrim. Considering Yildrim's got been so handily dealt with in the past by somebody who's never been a legitimate world champion (laughs) in Chris Eubank. Yeah, this would be a a monumental upset if he managed to do if he managed to uh, turn him over. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. There's been lots of criticism I've seen about obviously a, an underwhelming opponent. Um, there's other fights, you know, that we want to see Canelo in. But to give give props to Canelo, you've got to say, I mean, the man fights twice a year, three times a year. I think he's looking to be out this year. Um, he's fought and done the business up and down the weights. He, he's He's, you know, I know you've got your opinions on what you've just said, Tom, outside yeah, yeah. of the ring. But I mean, in the ring itself, he's a joy to watch. Yeah. I mean, do you think? Do you think the man in between two huge fights, obviously the the Callum Smith fight that he had in December, and we're only in February now, and he's looking at a, a you know a potential huge fight with Billy Joe Saunders later in the year? Do you think he deserves, you know, to have to have a night off, shall we say, and fulfil these mandatory duties in between two big huge fights? Do you agree with that? Well, look, he wants to keep hold of the WBC belt, and so quite rightly, he needs to do his mandatories. I mean, that's fair yeah. enough. That's that's all you can go down to is if he wants to keep hold of the belt, which he said he wants to because he wants to become the unified unified champion of the of the weight. Um, 
so if you want to do that, then you've got to keep hold of the belt, haven't you? So you've got to do your defences. So I can't, I can't fault him for doing his mandatories. Um, and, you know, he, he's getting out, like you said, he's getting out again. And if you look at who he's, like you said, who he's for, it's it's like a who's who of boxing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Over the past, yeah. you know, how, how many years. And, and, and the way he has progressed since losing to Mayweather, I think says so much about him as a fighter. Um, you know, he's... he's, he's div- I, 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 I'd go as far as to say as if he fought Mayweather now, I think he could beat Mayweather. You he's know, he's a I'm... completely different animal, isn't he? I mean, when he fought Mayweather, he, he was a kid, wasn't he? There's no getting away from he, it. And... He, he was... Yeah, he was a kid and he uh, he learned... This, like, this goes back to what you were saying earlier about learning from a loss. The amount he took from that fight, losing that fight and developed himself... I mean, he is... a completely I never thought he would deal with Callum Smith in the way that he's dealt that he dealt with Callum Smith I thought Callum Smith was the banana skin to Canelo Alvarez out there in the mm. super middleweight division um, obviously I've got a lot of personal experience with Callum and the way he handled him I was just it just it, like I was like I mean I don't know whether Callum was because he's so big at the weight but I don't know whether he was struggling at the weight or if he has been struggling at the weight for a while it wouldn't surprise me because he he had a lackluster performance against Ryder, but the way he he got he got dealt with by Canelo was was uh, really it did shock me really like obviously it was masterful went, wasn't it from Canelo went it was through just masterful just a complete masterclass and 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 that there that their performance beating Canelo I don't think I don't think anyone beats him I don't you know as much as I like Billy Joe and the, the style of Billy Joe and all that sort of thing and if you look at the way. Now, don't get me wrong, Billy Joe can box on the back foot like, like to not quite like Mayweather, but to a certain extent by like Mayweather. You know, he can he can box on the back foot and be effective. But mm. you're going to to America to rip the tight chat like, off the. You're fighting the number one. You you can't box on the back foot as a Brit and rip the title off a Mexican in America. Like you can't do that. And I don't see how Billy Joe knocks him out. I. I I really I I mean I really hope that he beats him. I really hope that when they if they do fight, if that fight gets made, and if it actually happens, obviously we're talking past Yildirim now. So I, that this is providing he gets through Yildirim. But you know if that fight happens, I really struggle to see how Billy Joe finds a way to keep Canelo off. Canelo's head movement is his defense as he's being aggressive is. You know, it's second to none. I've, you know, he does things so effectively. I really struggled to see how Billy Joe stays out of trouble and keeps him away. You know, it was my, but, it was sort of my next question as well. Paul. I, sorry, mate. I know you. I know you. I, know you've, and I, I like. To <laughs> no, it's fine, mate. It's fine. I, I mean, I know you said there. You don't see how. Yeah, I think you said there. You don't see Canelo losing, but do you think Billy Joe is the man? I mean, we're talking about. Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant is the other name that's thrown around in that division. Um, is Billy Joe the more likely man to give Canelo the most problems, though, would you say, out of um, if you're looking at those two? I don't know, because Caleb Plant, really, he's relatively unspoke about, really, in, in comparison. You know, I think he's... I think he poses different problems to Billy Joe. I think he's he's a bit raw and rugged and awkward. It in, in a different sense of the word. You know, he, he's a much bigger man than Billy Joe. 
mm. Keller plant. You know, I think Billy Joe poses the bigger boxing problems. But if you're a you like the fighter that Canelo is and the boxer that Canelo is and what he's capable of doing, I think the boxing issues, you, your boxing problems, the problem someone stems to in technical aspects, you can you can get around, you can work it out, and you can find a way through because that's how you've been so successful for so long. Yeah, the physical aspects of fights are more difficult to 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 deal with. But then you know, you're talking about Caleb Plant. I would never have thought if Caleb Plant fought Cannon Smith, I'd have sided with Cannon Smith all the way. So I don't see I don't see how he poses more problems to Canelo. I think I think Billy Joe's the one who you'd think would pose more problems and who stylistically um poses the most problems to him. But I don't think it's enough to beat him. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. It's I think that's the fight now. We hope, though, obviously providing which we fully expect Canelo gets a job done Saturday, as part of that two you know two fight co promotional deal with Eddie Hearn, the team Canelo. We hope then that the Billy Joe Saunders fight uh, fight is announced then for later in the year because um that's when we really want to see. Last thing I want to say on Canelo, Tom, just before we move on is, I mean when it's all said and done for Canelo, given that he's He's 30 now and what he's achieved already. Where could we potentially see Canelo Alvarez ranking amongst the very best of all time to do it? I mean, at the rate that he's going now, up and down the weights, achieving what he is. Where, When it's all said and done, where do you think we could potentially see Canelo Alvarez oh, being in that conversation? I don't know, mate. Like, that's... that's uh, he's, he's going to be up there, isn't he? But I don't know... <laughs> For me, it's hard to get away from the fact that, that and, and it's not just Canelo. There's a lot of them out there. You know, it's definitely not just Canelo. There's a lot of them out there. They're they're just cheating, mate. Like and mm. and and there's ways of seeing it. You know, I'm not saying, but and and so it's hard to it's hard to compare them. We're in a different age and a different era to the other fighters who have been before and who have done things before and all the rest of it and things like that. But he he's pretty. Apart from the loss to Mayova, I can't really, which I think has developed him hell of a lot as a fighter. I don't, you know, it's very difficult to see anybody out there at the moment who beats him uh, boxing-wise. I, I, think the only one, I think the only one it did, I thought he lost the first Golovkin fight, as many did. I watched it back yeah. the first time. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. that, I thought that he did lose that fight. But I, I think he's oh. even... I think he's even improved since then as well, if yeah. I'm honest with him. Yeah, yeah, I think he has improved since then. I, I tend to agree with you. I think he lost that first fight with, with Golovkin. I do, I do, I do feel that. Um, uh, but I, but then I, I always t- tend to take that away from me because I was a big Golovkin fan. So hmm. I kind of felt like maybe I'm biased. Do you know what I mean? But I, yeah. I felt that he, I felt that he lost the first Golovkin fight. But, but. Um, but let, if he fought Golovkin again now, I don't see Golovkin get beating him now. You no, know? I don't. I, I think he's. I feel like, like I think he's gone up another level again since he's excelled again. So this is a bit of this is a bit of Canelo kiss my ass show in it today. Like it, it is, mate. It is. <laughs> but I suppose he's the pound for pound. He, he's the pound for pound king at the moment, isn't he? He's he's the pay per view the pay per view man. He's the one. You know, he's on. He's the he's the name at the top of the sport, so he rightfully deserves that. Well, to me, he's the name at the top of the sport. Uh, you know, let's take the heavyweights out of it. But 
you know, he's the one who deserves that. You know, he deserves that appra- that appraisal. Really, I just it, it, it's always hard when you know someone <laughs> has tested positive twice for clenbuterol. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm with you there, mate. And... In one training camp, you know, but but there you go. Yeah, and it must be it must be yeah. so. Uh, I mean, so frustrating as well. Obviously, you've been a fighter yourself. You've seen, you know, what goes into training camps. How the sacrifices you have to make. Those those tough runs. You know, the the tough days and nights in the gym. So to you know to see a year of other professionals cheat, they may it may they must just they must just rile you completely. You know, and I understand that totally. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I could do a whole podcast and more on. The drugs we will, the we will do it, mate, because I'm very, very interested to know your thoughts <laughs> there's, there's, on it. There's, there's, there's a lot of things underlying things and things the public, the general public, don't spot and don't understand, and that you can mm. pick up on. And when you know it, when like I did sports science degree, and when you know a bit of sports science behind it, you can say like this. You know, it's obvious to me. It's nailed on. These people are cheating, but they're just mm. obviously they've got good teams behind them. You know, but then yeah. the nature of the, and 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 that's the what it's come down to now. I feel like at the top of this, at the top of boxing, you've got different levels in boxing, and the ones that can afford help, uh, you know, they're all they're all affording help, and so it yeah. might be level at the very very elite end of the sport because they're all doing it in some some aspect of the word. You know, well, but, it's uh, uh, it's definitely a future podcast. I mean, I've pencilled yeah. that in already. That's one to uh, look forward to. <laughs> uh, just on the undercard, I just want to quickly say the undercard is, is decent. It's got um, the exciting fellow Mexican, Julio Cesar Martinez, defending his WBC flyweight world title. Yeah. And also um, another one to look out for on there is 22-0 Chinese heavyweight. Zhang is fighting on there too. Um, yeah. Speaking of heavyweights, there's a heavyweight bout to look forward to this weekend. Two fighters we have spoken to in the in the past: Joseph Parker versus Junior Far. He's yeah. live on the zone as well now, which is great to hear. Um, an early morning get up for us, Anton. It is, mate. Wow, well, yeah, early morning get up. Yeah, yeah. I'll. Uh, I mean, I think it's a Parker. For, for, I, I I haven't seen much of. Uh, is it Thorain? Thorain. Ah, uh, Junior Far, mate. Yeah, Junior, junior Far. Far yeah. Sorry, I haven't seen too much of him, but obviously I've seen Parker. Um, mm. Good, solid operator, Parker. But you know, with the other fellas undefeated, and he's going to come with a lot of aspiration. And whenever you're in the heavyweight heavyweight game, mate, one shot can finish it. So, but um, I I think I'm kind of expecting a Parker win. Um, yeah, I I will do that. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's obviously a former WBO World Heavyweight Champion, yeah, Joseph yeah. Parker. And I, I think what's really selling this fight is, I, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Junior Far, without he's coming into with an undefeated record. I think he's nineteen and zero. But uh, I mean, if you and there's there's a bit of history there between them from the amateurs. I think Junior yeah. Far beat Joseph Parker in the amateurs. But as you know yourself, the pro game is completely different. Um, yeah. But I, I, I mean, if you look at the two resumes of both fighters, you look at Parker's yeah, resume. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. You've got to look at the past. Of, look at who they've been it, mixing with. It tells with. a story, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who they've been mixing with. You know, the levels they've been operating at, it, 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 it completely tells tells a story. And, and I think that that will spell the, the the fight out. But then we've got it wrong before. <laughs> Very wrong before. So, you know, but I, I think... I think um, I think people want to see Parker back in the in 
stay in the mix with all the other the top heavyweights out there. Do you know what I mean? People are talking, mentioning his name of you know the likes of Joyce and all the rest well, of it and things. So. Yeah, well, Del, Del Boy as well. I mean, obviously, uh, I think Ed Una said fairly recently. I think the plan is if, as we 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 think Joseph Parker will win on the weekend, and it's that um, potential Derek Chisora fight that we missed out on. I think it was going back last year because of the spider bite to um, Joseph Parker. So, right, yeah. you know, that's that's a good fight for boxing fans as well. That like is a good said, fight. Entertaining fight for heavyweights, that one. Very, very entertaining. And Parker, as you said, he wants to stay in the mix. He's ranked third with the WBO, um, not far behind Joe Joyce. But I just wonder for Parker, though. I mean, I, I, I love the Derek Chisora fight. It's, it's unfinished business. We want to see that fight, definitely. But I just worry for Parker in the sense, I know he's ranked third in the WBO rankings, but obviously with the AJ Fury situation, there's going to be rematches there as well. And obviously the, the Uzik and Joyce fight, you know, and then the, the winner of that is looking to fight AJ Fury. How long yeah. is Joseph Parker going to be waiting to get another shot at a world title, if, if you know what I'm saying, Tom? Well, <laughs> could be a while considering these heavyweights. big coup, mate. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big, this is the thing though, when you've got, this is, this is it, mate. When you have one overriding champion, if you have a unified division, you do have to wait, you do have to wait, you have to, but this is, this is how we've ended up with the, so many belts because titles, because champions don't stay busy enough. You know, if you mm. look back at the time where champions fought three times a year, twice a year, world, world champions, and, and they, they were fighting the best, they weren't fighting the hand picked ones, they were fighting the best ones. You know, when you when you look back at that that era, we've not got that now because the trouble is, if you have one one champion, one heavyweight world champion, and he's going to fight once a year, you know, if you had a really really special year, you'd see him twice. Yeah. You know, at once at the start and once at the end. But the way it's going now, like you know, you're going to see him once a year, and then you. you if you've got four belts and one guy owns them, and they've all got different mandatories, it, this is how you end up with people stripping the champion mm. because the 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 belts want to see their sanctioning fees. They want to see their number one contender getting the shot, and then that's how we get other belts introduced and all the rest of the problems. We'd be nice if we could see fighters go back to fighting more regularly and fighting more often. Then we'd see them get through their challenges. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, it's a bit of a long queue for him. And as he's been a world champion before, he's not the name that's going to be ringing all the doorbells, is he? You know, they're going to be talking about the Usyks and the uh, Joe Joyce, uh, obviously. Joe Joyce is ahead of him, and even the Wilders, if he ever, you know, comes <laughs> sorts himself out, and gets, comes back. Oh, mate, you know what's I mean? got, what's, while, while we're on it, I, I am got, oh, got it written down on the notes. But Tom, what's going on with Wilder? Uh, he's crackers in his. He's lost it, mate. Can't, can't. He's gone, isn't he? It's just, it's just madness, mate. I mean, that that book of excuses. It's the pages, the chapters are getting bigger every day. And yeah, they just, and they just getting more ridiculous stupider. by the day as well. Yeah, yeah, they're just getting stupider. Like I just, I just feel like saying, "Man, look in the mirror, man. <laughs> what you want to?" <laughs> I mean, honestly, mate. I. I think he's lost a lot of respect. Well, he has. Let's not kid ourselves. Of course, he has. He's lost a lot of respect from boxing fans. I mean, he was this big, fierce and puncher for so long. You know, he was feared in the heavyweight division. But let's be fair, mate. I mean, he just, the guy can still bang. Of course, he can. He's still going to be a feared puncher. But he's become a bit of a laughing stock as well, haven't he, with all this nonsense? 
I just think he can't mentally deal with it. He can't handle it. Oh. The fact he got he got handled so so he got dealt with so handily. It, yeah, and he's now he's no longer feared. He's no longer the the knockout point. He, no, he's no longer this person. I just in his head, he, he's he's gone, mate. Like, I, I can't yeah. see him coming back personally. I can't see him fighting again. I, no, I I I think it's I think it's a tough road back. I do. I. I you know. I don't. I, I was. I was thinking about the other day. I, I think he mentioned the other day, and, and Eddie and sort of laughed it off because I mean this is right to the back of Eddie Earn's mind at the moment with obviously the Fury and and Joshua yeah. fight. But I think he said the other day that he he still wants to fight Anthony Joshua. But I mean he had that opportunity. I think that was before the Fury Fury yeah. fight. He had the opportunity to fight Joshua. And let's yeah. be fair, uh, we want to see AJ Fury now. Is it anyone? Uh, we'd still watch it if it happened, of course, but. but are we really now screaming and shouting for AJ and Wilder? We're not, are we? No, not at all. So I, 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 I don't know, mate. It's just, um, yeah, it, it's a really strange one. And like I said, that book <laughs> and that, those chapters are getting bigger by the day. But anyway, that's um, that's another story. There, there's also as well this weekend. Uh, we haven't finished yet, Tom. Frank Warren show in the UK, of yeah, course, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Sports. Yeah. Um. Slightly disappointing. I don't want to take away from the card because it's still, you know, there's, there's there's good fights on the card, there's good fighters on the card, but it's slightly disappointing that our main event we were meant to see, which was obviously the Carl Frampton, Jamel yeah. Herring uh, main event, has of course been postponed due to Carl's injury to his hand. I think it's been announced today now it's going to be in Dubai. I think it's April yeah. the 3rd, I think they saw. Um, yeah. But, but let's focus on the card itself. Still quite lively. There's a British title fight on there. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some good fighters on there as well. Yeah, still it's a it's a yes, yeah, good card. I mean I mean uh the I keep I can't get his name Kakachi. Ah oh, mate, I, I think it's Kakase. Anthony Anthony you know what, right? I I'd be honest with you, right? I've been I've been listening back to like you know, commentary and things from his previous yeah. fights just to try and get his spot on and nailed and it's gone again. I th- I without being disrespectful, I think it's just it's a safe, I think See, it I, is. I, I could quite... have sworn I could have sworn I heard Barry Jones call him Kikachi, but again right. I could have I could have got that wrong. So I'm, I'm I think going we need to that. pick one and roll with him, mate. Which I'm, one are we gonna go with? I'm going with that Kikachi. I'm going with that. I think right. it sounds better. <laughs> we'll go with that one mate. And obviously as we know he's fighting um Leo Woodstock. Yeah, for the super featherweight British title, I it's yeah, it's a lively fight. Yeah, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Both live, but you know, both good fighters. Woodstock's a lively opponent. Um, uh, I think you know could catch his win against Bowen. Um, and said it to me, answered things for me for catch. You know, I think he, I think he wins this one. Um, mm. but he. I, I, maybe it was the Bowen fight, but the Bowen fight, the way Bowen is, it, Bowen's very strong, aggressive, come forward, hits hard. You know, it wasn't the most tidiest fight to watch, but he, he had some moments of real good boxing in there. You know, nice head movement, catching with some good, with some with some sharp counter punches and things. I think I think he beats Woodstock. I think you know Woodstock will come, and obviously it's his chance at the British. British title, he'll come and he'll bring it like he always has done. And he, you know, he always he always comes to fight. But I just mm. think that um, I think he, he he'll be a bit he'll be a bit too much for Woodstock. In fairness, yeah, it's a good fight. They're looking forward to that. And also yeah. on the undercard, I said there's some good fighters on there. 
just to mention a few, we got we got Tommy Fury, of course, returns on the undercards. Um, looking to move to five and over light heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, always, always going to be a lot of hype and excitement around uh, Tommy Fury because the, of the, the name. The Love Island, the Love Island kid. <laughs> yeah, the Love Island as well is always going to be interest around him, no matter what you know. But um, you know, we we are fully focused on what he does in the ring, so you know, we we look forward to seeing him back in there. I wonder how many. Six and I wonder how many times the camera will scan to his his bird in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do, do Mo- Molly me. May. That's the one. You know it. <laughs> you big Love Island fan. You told him. Yeah, yeah, I've watched a bit of Love Island, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the Mrs. making you one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also on the card as well, uh, there's a European title fight, uh, super flyweight between undefeated um, Chris Kadimi and, ah, oh, here we go again with the pronunciations. <laughs> I think it's Giaz Ahmed. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah. Sam Noakes is on the show as well. Stokeman, Nathan Heaney. And yeah, there's yeah, three yeah. debutants fighting as well. So lots to look forward to on that Frank, uh, Frank Warren show. Yeah, I, do you know I'm, I'm um, I boxed Heaney in the amateurs. I beat him in the amateurs. Um, he's 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 really looking quite good as you know. He's doing doing well as a pro. Um, obviously ten and zero. He's just signed with Frank. I'm I'm quite. He's he's fighting someone who's seven and one, isn't he? Like so, they're both. Yeah, he's always you know. I don't know if he's always been the same, Tom, but he's always looks in terrific shape to me. Like oh, he's, in, he's in he's in incredible shape physically. Like he looks he looks like you know, obviously he's always really took care of himself. So, you know, he's always on does live, lives on a diet, I think. Do you know what I mean? So, hmm. you know, he, he I'm looking forward to watching him. I hope he does well. You know, it's a big chance for him. His first Frank Warren show and he brings a lot well, normally you'd say he brings a lot of fans with him, but obviously we're in the coronavirus situation, so that that's not going to happen, but um, yeah, it'd be a good good to see him. Good to see how, how he does in his one in his fight. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to follow his journey because, as you said, he's he's one of these that's got a big passion following, and yeah. similar to the way with Josh Warren, and really isn't it with the leads following him? It's the same with Nathan with the Stoke yeah, fans. Stoke, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how obviously he's. I think he's another fighter that, that thrives on that atmosphere and that following. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he um adjusts and and. And fights under the circumstances with with no crowds, as we've mentioned, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and just last one, Tom. Just uh, just to sum up what we've got all together to look forward to on the weekend. I did see as well. Um, former two-time WBC super middleweight world champion Anthony Durrell is in action in Canada. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's fighting. Yeah, Durrell. And also as well on Friday evening, there's a um a DAZN matchroom Italian show. And I think that's topped by Daniel Scardina versus Cesar Nunes. And that's live on the zone as well for the mm-hmm. um, vacant EBU super middleweight title. So, all in all, Tom, I think it's fair to say it's another weekend to look forward to, mate. Yeah, another, another, another action-packed weekend, mate. I mean, obviously, the, the Canelo fight takes it, doesn't it? Everyone's going everyone's gonna to watch that, regardless of what we think is going to happen to it. But... Um... Yeah. Oh, I just want to say as well. I've just seen on. I've seen on. Uh, we were talking about flyweights earlier, and I wanted to mention it earlier. But um, I've just seen Welshman Jay Harris been given the. Uh, he's got. He's got an eliminator. Final eliminator of the IBF title, hasn't he? 
last right. I do you know what delighted. We we put it out on our um on our um I think it was our Instagram yesterday. Yeah, it was. We put it out last night. Delighted for Jay. Another great fight there. Good talent, Jay. He was so we mentioned um Julio Cesar Martinez earlier. He's yeah, obviously yeah. on the Canelo bill this weekend. Jay performed so well out there against him in in yeah. that fight, and I think he won himself a lot of fans. And he's he's a very very good fighter, Jay. So yeah, it's a it's another big opportunity for him, which is great. Yeah, he's a he's a nice kid as well. Like you know, proper proper nice lad. So you know, big big chance for him now as well. Again, have another stab at another have a world title. It's a great great opportunity. So tough for him. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'll second that. Uh, lad, just just before we go, Tom, I just want to ask you. We were on it just now. I've come off it, but I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> I don't want to get your thoughts on it. What's the worst of these wilder excuses? Eh? Just before we go, I'm just going to ask you because I am interested to know out of this book of them, which, which is the worst for you? Do you know? I, I can't make up my mind on them, mate. To be honest with you, I think I think when he he set the tone when he said about his entrance, he set the tone of the excuses when he said. Wearing the the armor that he was wearing to the oh. ring was too heavy for him. I just when 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 you just you know you put that on in the change room, you think I'm walking out in that. Like <laughs> just do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that that in itself. And then well, he said he was spiked. That's that's the biggest. I think that by, is, by his own by his own trainer, mind Mark Breen, yeah. he accused his own trainer of spiking him. I mean, yeah, this... it's uh it's that that I think that one. That one really, really gets me. I just think, mate, you're smoking something. Do you know what I mean? You gotta be. I, I do know why. While we while we're on that, I, I think the whole treatment of, and publicly as well of the way he treated Mark Breland has been so disrespectful and it's been it's been ridiculous because I personally look at it as Mark Breland did him a favour. Yeah. Maybe I think he saved his career. And he's quite possibly saved his life because in that Tyson Fury fight towards the end, before Mark Breland made that decision to throw our towel in, Wilder was taking a beating. He was playing for years. It wasn't he was good. Getting, it wasn't. He fair. was getting. He was getting battered, like battered. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. not nice. It's not nice to watch that. He was exhausted for one because he he's got no gas because he tries to knock him out of every punch. So he was exhausted. He was getting beaten up, and he was you know by a big man. And when you're getting, when you're exhausted and getting pummeled, that's that's close to the line of being seriously hurt. So, you know, the, he's trying. But I think to be fair to Breland, is he's actually come back with some pretty witty comments about it and made Wilder <laughs> yeah. look, made Wilder look so stupid, and which everybody obviously is 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 seeing it of the side of the trainer. Not, I don't know one person that's turned around and gone. Do you know what Wilder's right? He was spiked. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they just so they just so ridiculous today, so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they, who knows, Tom? Maybe by next week we'll have another three wilder excuses, and we can pick from those three as well, yeah. which is our worst. Yeah, they're coming out. They're coming out one a week at least at the moment. So you know, <laughs> I can't wait for this wilder book. Just full of excuses. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure, mate, as always. Um, as we've said, lots of boxing to look forward to this weekend. And we've quite possibly got another podcast lined up for this week. Um, one that we have discussed, Tom. So everybody, please um, keep their eyes peeled for that one as well. Yeah. Nice one, mate. Looking forward to it all. Great stuff, Tom. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you in a week, mate. Uh, and uh, enjoy the boxing on the weekend. Cheers. And you, Kieran. Speak to you soon, mate.
And thank you as always for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast and various other platforms. This has been Southwest Boxing Media Speaks in association with Brixton Streetwear.